Hey, Bob, what are you doing over there? Hey, Max, just doing some updates to our social media. You know, I'm a Twitter guy, so I'm doing my update on MTTM Bob. Oh, what about the MT Time Machine? Oh, yeah, the MT Time Machine, too. That's right. Hey, man, I got a great idea. We should cut a promo together. Wouldn't that be cool? Not a bad idea. What are you thinking? A promo? Come on down to Zazzle.com slash MT Time Machine. That's MT, the letters. And buy yourself some... Stuff. We got a tote bag. You can email me at movietheatertimemachine at jmron.com, and also you can look us up at Facebook. Tell me my logo is pretty. I made it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's good stuff, too. She's a pretty talented artist. Kaz is great. I think that's great, guys. I think we can cut that. Yeah, yeah sounds good. When do you want to record it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, I think we'll do that at some point. Yeah. Well, Wait. we might as well just put a show together. Yeah, yeah let's that's go a good do idea. It. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we got the movie on The Unholy Three from 1930 starring Lon Chaney Sr. Now, guys, I want you to understand this one. Something malfunctioned with the machine, and the three of these people sounded damn funny as hell. So sit back, because I cannot stop laughing. We're going to give you this recording as an episode today. So we're going to turn it over to Kaz, Nick, and Bob, and they're going to go ahead and do their thing, and you guys just go ahead and, you know, just... <laughs> so let's see how it goes, okay? i do that, so <laughs> you're going to enjoy it. And if you've never heard this podcast before, you know, they go ahead and have a machine where they send people from the year the movie was released into the studio in the present day, and then they go ahead and send them back later, and we have a good old time reviewing some of the old movies. So, you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'll have a good time, too, giving it to you. But, by God, you gotta hear this. This is so freaking funny. Good. Good evening. I'm Kaz. Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Bob. And today we look at the somewhat Christmas movie, The Unholy Three, from 1930. And this is part of the Movie Theater Time Machine Christmas Month. Yes. Although it is not themed around Christmas, there is Christmas in it, so it counts. And I figured it would be better than doing something overdone, like, I don't know, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life? It's definitely something everybody's always seen. What are you saying about Wonderful Life? It's a wonderful film. I don't understand what you're trying to I, say. I uh, prefer the Beavis and Butthead parody in which the angel c tries to convince them to commit suicide. It is much funnier than other parodies. Well, that was definitely a jolly good show. It's as if you're saying It's a Wonderful Life is a depressing life. But I digress because, hey, we're talking. Yes, we are talking as we always talk because that is normal. And yes, it is. Do, Very true. I agree with you. Imagine if we sat here blinking. That would be inappropriate for a podcast. I agree. Very much so. If I lit a cigarette at this moment, it would send a signal, but nobody would know because they can't smell. Unless the alarm went off. <laughs> then that would be a problem. Then they would hear the sound of the smoke signal in the back and wonder, why are they still in the studio with that sound? Maybe it is a machine malfunction, but that never happens. No, it never happens, no. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So, The Unholy Three of 1930 was a remake of the 1925 version. Oh, indeed, yes. Yes, 
1925 version was directed by Todd Browning, who you may have heard of as the famous director of the other movie, Freaks. And this one was... And geeks, too? No. They were no, no geeks included. The, the, the only bird having was being feathered. Oh. I don't know if it was tarred and feathered, but you know what I mean. Indeed. Yes. It is extremely hard to uh, sound professional when you keep forgetting your words that are in your face hole. <laughs> but anyways, this one was remade by a different director named Jack Conway, and it was based on a book. The movie was based on a book. I cannot tell you if the book was better, but it was based on a book. Also called The Unholy Three. And it is... A this one is a pretty direct remake of the original 1925 silent movie, but this one is a talkie, and it is Lon Chaney's only talkie and his last movie. A talking picture, that would seem vulgar to you, wouldn't it? Well, I think there was an attempt at a poop joke that was spoiled by the butler talking about medics, but I think they were referring to Oh, the poop. butler, oh... I wonder if that was a joke, trying to implicate the butler at first. Oh, the butler, oh. But the butler did not do it. The butler did not do it. No. No. So, if you ever wanted to see Lon Chaney in drag and hear him speak and do ventriloquism stuff, this is the film for you. He actually starred in both versions. Oh. Ah, yes. And I couldn't resist... When I was looking up Christmas movies, one that involves three sideshow performers coming up with a jewelry heist based around pretending to be a grandma who works at a pet store. And I thought he sounded quite lovely with that lovely lady voice that he used. Yes. Did you expect the granny to have a Tweety and Sylvester alongside there, should we? Well, there were plenty of parrots in this store, and for some reason, monkeys? Indeed. Or... I I watched both versions just for the hell of it, and I heard that the endings were different. And yes, the endings are different, but we are primarily discussing the 1930 version. Ah. And all its talky glory. And that's swell. Very swell. Swell like the heat. But if there was any, oink Swell oink. like your shoes that you have worn too long. Swell, like the strong man, Hercules. Yes, Hercules, the strong man. Swell, the original swell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should be laughing like that. It does not sound radio-like. No, it does not. Sorry, my apologies. My apologies. I am exhausted already. Me too. Should we? Yes. Stop? No. Should we hit the machine until we sound normal again? I don't know. Well, let's see. I didn't realize I sounded funny. Are you saying I'm an English major? Oink, oink, oink. Hey, Max, do we sound yeah. do we sound like normal 1930s people? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys kind of like... Did everyone... sound like a thing? Did everyone uh, talk uh, like that back then? Was it a law? Well, you had to go ahead and enunciate yourself when you did the radio just to go ahead because sometimes sound quality didn't sound so great. That is a boring explanation for something that should be hilarious, but it makes perfect sense. Well, indeed, yeah. What do you want me to do? Hit the machine with your butt until it works. Like itself? 
uh, try it. Uh, okay. Or spill something on it. That might work. Oh, you are trying the butt thing. I, I guess. Nah. Come on. I don't know what this is supposed to do to time, but I, th I think it's working. Hit it again with your butt. Okay. Hello? That sounds, that sound normal? I don't feel like I have a hankering for a lucky strike anymore, so it must be. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, kind of makes your mouth taste funny. Little like 60 so minutes sweet. style with a cigarette that's always y brewing somewhere. You mean Flintstones, Winston? No, yeah. no, too late of an era. <laughs> Gosh, I wanted to, it was weird. I wanted yeah. to watch Walter Cronkite and smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. And then Although go I don't to know sleep if Walter Cronkite it? was even around at yeah. that time, Without so I could be completely out. wrong on that. Yeah, there uh, an Edward R. Uh, I think we just won Lixima. an Edward R. Morrow Award. Oh, sweet. Lick some asbestos? Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Mm, Boy. Cancer. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Old timey people were dumb jokes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm tired now. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, we open up at the. I guess it's a dime museum, but basically sideshow, and you got it. Yeah. Um, we have the carnival barker guy, and. What is a carnival? What, what is a uh, carnival barker? The carnival <laughs> barker is basically like it's the, somebody at the, the very right start up. of the tent. <laughs> yeah. Very start of the tent that would just you know basically announce what's going on oh, and okay. you know they're here. So you had like the Siamese twins, the midget, the fat lady, the fat lady, the tattooed yeah. lady, the tattooed lady. So that's which, not yeah. different to uh, today's themselves. culture, which is a lot of tattooed ladies out yeah. there. Yeah, you look, you girls look great, by the way. They do. <laughs> they Can't do. speak for the guys because I haven't checked them out yet, but I'm sure, you, gentlemen, I'm sure you all look fantastic with your. Uh, Tattoos and whatnot, so bless you all. Hey, lady with a tattoo is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best part of that one, she hasn't seen her feet in two years. Was that the over, the oversized lady? I yeah. Yeah. Did anybody get a, found it weird, like the angle of that lady, how they showed her she almost from like the, the ankles up? It was kind of like this creepy, like, <laughs> are we going to go up her skirt and see the, the, the areas of which she hasn't seen bigger. in a long time? Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. I'm not going to lie. I was a little creeped out by that one. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you say, like the Family Guy episode or the Bill Clinton and Peter. And it's like it was like Bill Clinton judge, uh, judging a cankle contest. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like there's like fat ladies with like you know basically <laughs> like it goes from shred right down to her heel. Now that's a cankle. What? <laughs> it's just a funny line in general. That was random. <laughs> uh, but I think we see first we see one of our characters, uh, Hercules. I, I love the alliteration going on. Um, yeah. I, I had to find the line in the silent version, but the mighty, marvelous, mastodonic model of muscular masculinity. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of M's that's right there. That's a fucking there. tongue twister. Damn, that's a lot of M's, yo. And I like how there's this nerdy guy in the audience. He, <laughs> it's a fake. Yeah, he's going to bend a horseshoe, so they're like... Yo, go ahead, you do it. <laughs> yeah, so the guy's like, uh, 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 he doesn't even try. <laughs> it reminded me, I don't remember the name of the uh Can the, Ben Steel? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't remember the name of the dealership, but you remember the commercial like <laughs> yes. back about twenty years ago? Oh, it's it like 10. Hi, I'm Super Car Man. <laughs> and then here it's he has like, a 
balloon. <laughs> he has a balloon weights. thing. He's like, if I can bend steel with my bare hands, oh my God, and he's bending that, yeah. a balloon, it's like I can get you a super deal on oh your car. My God, yes. <laughs> I actually do remember that. Oh that, was great. that was a local Just, one, right? Yeah, that yes, was a local one. Yeah. Stupid, you can't not remember it. Oh man. <laughs> but he, he bends the horseshoe, and he's like, yeah, see, though it was real. <laughs> I, I kept expecting to toss it out and be like, oh, whoever catches it will be the next uh, <laughs> the next one to turn into a strongman, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if you catch it, you will be my bride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to know, what's with this, those strongman outfits that are just one boob hanging out? Yeah. Is that for like those Christmas gag costumes with the pasty, Rudolph nose pasty? He <laughs> <laughs> should have had a Rudolph nose pasty on his, on his thing. I always attributed those type of suits to be like Amazonian, like he'd find like uh, the, the world's like largest woman or something uh, in the Amazon or whatever it is, like those classic uh, 50s and 40s films, but I don't know, for Hercules, I guess it uh, uh, appealed to him. Is it supposed to look like some kind of... Uh, jungle guy who would be like wrestling for his own skin to wear or something and tied over I like a toga kind of thing yes I I exotic. I yeah for the 30s i guess maybe it was considered exotic so i don't know but clearly you could attribute the title of hercules to <laughs> a guy with the exotic attire on it doesn't mm. he doesn't look like you so uh, <laughs> i can only assume that's what they that were thinking one, the, ni- the, ni- the 25 version he was it did look like a real like leopard skin yeah true true no leopards were Killed during the in filming. the making of the <laughs> this remake, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except for the outfit, which totally killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing that? You look so weird, man. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I think is next is the ventriloquist. That's Lon Chaney. He's yeah. Professor Echo, the ventriloquist. Uh, he was actually good in that. I <laughs> like, agree. <laughs> I just wanted. To, I, I could. I had trouble paying attention cause at the beginning because I kept thinking of stupid jokes and not <laughs> even jokes, just references to other things that were yeah, jokes. Like true. The door, not the basketball. Woohoo! Nostalgia. But yeah, he demonstrates his. Thing. And oh, I like how there was the he's advertising a book at the end. He's all like, Oh, yes, um, I don't know, it was like a joke book or something for 10 cents. And then there was like some old guy checking his pockets, um, wondering, Hey, where'd my stuff go? And it's like, Why do you have nipple pockets? Do you have nipple pockets? Yeah, <laughs> old man, nipple pockets. You get a look at um, <laughs> Rosie, who's the um, Echo's girlfriend, and she's a pickpocket. Yeah. So Very classic flapper girl look. She does got some kind yeah. of Betty Boop hair going yeah. on. Yeah. But then again, Betty Boop was based on a real actress. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was thinking. It's so just it's like expect her, possible. expect her to pick, be like pick the wallet out of somebody's backside and just go boop boop you do. <laughs> but she had like a sneaky look on her face, a sneakier True. expression, more so yeah. in the remake, I think. Mm. Wanted to point out too that that was played by Lila Lee, who was considered at the time of the filming to be like this future huge star. Um, Probably along the lines of like a Catherine Hepburn or uh, other uh, actresses really? of that popularity. It yes. was she? Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, that was not to be the case because she indulged too much in the alcohol and the smoky smokes and oh. ultimately uh, ruined her career. So this is pretty much the highlight and 
uh, highest you uh, you'll see her uh, acting in her uh, her time. And beyond that, I don't know. You can so pro- probably find some BC schlock films out there and uh, so probably into public domain for free. Of so she was supposed in. to be like Catherine Hepburn, ended up like sounding like Phyllis Diller. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm like I want to just go ahead and let's see how pretty she we are. She didn't sound like that though in this movie. It, well, no, but I mean later I mean, on, uh, later on in life. But um. Yeah, and I th- I think it's after this that uh, Echo and they're divvying up the stuff that Rosie uh, picked, basically a, like a watch and, mm. and wallet, and she yeah. did try to keep something from him, but then I guess I don't. Oh, he was all like, "I'm gonna give you a treat. I'm gonna buy you a steak," and she's yeah. all like, <gasps> <laughs> and then I just kept making dog noises. I was like, "Oh, a steak? Yeah. How do I want a treat? I want a treat. <laughs> Rosie wants a treat." <laughs> But um, I like that how the, the steak w- the, the biggest appeal was it had mushrooms and I'm like, <laughs> oh, but isn't that normal? Everybody gets mushrooms with steak, <laughs> right? Is it? I yeah, like, I <laughs> yeah. It's just like they're marinade like with mushrooms. That's like rich be people the, food. The bee's knees of steak. I say like, bee's oh, okay. knees, like yeah. seriously. I just I could picture something like you know if I turn to you like I'm gonna take you out to dinner and get you meat. <laughs> uh, what kind? Is it pepperoni on a pizza? Because I, I like pizza. See? That's <laughs> where steak just sounds so weird. Well, steak, it's not like, I'm going to, he didn't say meat. He said steak. So that it, sounds Yeah, It just, fancy. It, I don't know, it just sounded weird to <laughs> me. I, I thought it was the whole, I'm, I'm going to give you a treat thing that sounded Yeah. It did that go down. Bizarre. It went down differently in the silent movie because it looked like in the silent version she was expecting him to say more, like profess his love, but he was all like, "You're a great pal. Yeah. Uh, you're you're the best pal a guy could have. I'm gonna get you a steak." And she was like, "Uh." <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but in this one, it seemed like she was into the steak. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Frank. I'm trying to think very cleanly as both of you speak, but it just there's it's just the the, the context of how it sounds is just so. I'm sorry, wrong. <laughs> I know that's not intended at all, but I keep hearing too much of my. I'm gonna my get brain you. is saying it sounds like a Skinamax film <laughs> I've seen maybe back when I was younger. Because I don't need to watch Skinamax anymore. I'm an adult now. Of course, I'm gonna so. get you. We have internet. Meat. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so then we cut to our the next member of the trio. We have Harry Earls, and he was he's playing Tweedledee, the twenty inch man, and he's all pissed <laughs> off. He Creepy baby. <laughs> yeah. He does not want to go up, but the Barker guy's all like, "This is what I pay you for. You got to smile." But he he ain't having it. You ever think you'd be a stand-in for the Gerber baby? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> At that point. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, he he does play it well. Yeah, uh, is it twenty inches, twenty pounds, twenty years, twenty uh, years old? Century. Yeah, twenty years of the twentieth century. I, yeah. All I can think of is yeah. Dick Van Dyke twenty 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 vision. <laughs> Ooh, great episode! The weird walnut episode. Great episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, he's pissed, and some people laughing at him, and he ain't having it. And some kids all like, "I could beat you up," and then he kicks the kid in the face. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be a kick, but it doesn't look very good in the didn't connect. Yeah. Didn't connect. Yeah, they needed like a stunt dummy kid so he could real or a sound effect. They should have had yeah. like a, a 
a crunching celery sound effect. Yeah, or do, they do like the Three Stooges would be. Yeah, it was better in the silent one. It did. It looked like it. Yeah, it did look like what it was supposed to be, not just like a. Eh. Yeah, that'll show him. <laughs> but anyways, this starts a riot. Everyone's all like, "Ah, you hit a kid!" Ah. And um, I, hmm. Yeah, we're focusing just kind of on these three. Although I want to say that other the other uh, workers they weren't really getting in on this fight. But this hilarious moment I didn't notice until like the second time was you just see the fat lady just kind of standing there with a bat or a stick or something, and the action's kind of going on behind her or, or off to the side. And then she it's just like why is she just standing there with a bat? And then along comes this one guy, and she just goes. Boop on the head and he falls <laughs> over writhing dramatically. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that's how you start a riot, folks. Just have a bat. <laughs> Don't hurt nobody though. You mean have a ball. <laughs> but um uh yeah, Hercules is first to dive in and I don't know if they really all these characters really have much of a relationship other than, you know, like coworkers or anything, but Hercules uh, comes to to uh, Tweedledee's defense, and Echo grabs him and hides him in a water barrel and just sits on him. And Lon Chaney's all like, "Do do do, nothing to see here," and kind of kicking the barrel because uh, <laughs> uh, Tweedle's all. But like, it, let it, me out. It looked like it was a barrel full of gasoline. It said in case of fire, so yeah. I hope it was water. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, true, but they just see it. Like, oh, no, I don't want to see it anymore. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> and he, like, shop, kicks the barrel. But um, <laughs> then we cut to, I don't know where they are. They're in some interior, but yeah. they're, Professor Echo, I do not know what his motivation is for this crime. Thi- Why did he get into a life of crime? I don't know. Why is Hercules along for the ride? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see, because throughout the mo- movie, uh, we've got Tweedledee's all, well, he's mad. He doesn't like doing this gig, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have many options. But So yeah. it kind of makes sense that he's in on this. But I think I think that that's it, though. Yeah. You know, that, that they didn't have really many options to do that. I think they um, could run a legitimate pet store instead yeah. of an illegitimate pet store. True, true. Yeah. But, you know, the Echo is, you know, st- is. Well, they were running it, from the police. Yeah. Echo is swiping, uh, swiping wallets along with Rosie. And, you know, I think there the, the uh, um, Tweedledee is, do, you know, doesn't really want to do this at all. And I think when uh, Hercules was bending, uh, bending the horseshoe, I think he he didn't want to do. You could tell. Uh, I think from what I saw, like he's like, it's a fake, and he bent it, and he's telling off the guy in the front. He's like, no, look, see, it is real. Like <laughs> here, like it, it wouldn't have been the first time that that happened. That's just my pro- thought. Him and the professor were both hawking books. A- yeah. After their act, too. I True. Think, I think yeah. Hercules was fine with it. But yeah. Because yeah. so since Tweedledee d- didn't like the gig, um, I I think it makes he has the most motivation to get in on this. Or, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I was going to say something, but it, my brain has farted. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, well. Oh yes. Th- in the movie, a couple of times he does try to kind of backstab Echo because he doesn't like being told what to do. Yeah. And so he'll try to convince Hercules, like, screw that guy. Let's go. 
but but picture it in 1930s talk. True. <laughs> and, and they say boob unironically. It sounded like Rosie said, uh, not in front of the boobs. I, I couldn't <laughs> tell because I, I couldn't find a caption. It was just like a movie you can kind of find around the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, there, there was a, a mild appeal, like, uh, and I feel like you'd agree with me on this one, Nick, was uh, there was a sense of like Three Stooges-esque. <laughs> Not a mm. actual like yeah. legit slapstick, but Lon Chaney had a like a very mild Three Stooges approach, like but not too heavy into the slapstick. Well, like they, were, they were trying for it, but I don't know if that was necessarily built up at the time with the uh, slapstick comedy or where it was that. But there was something like a very like light appeal of yeah. slapstick being, and and all yeah. I can attribute it to was like this the Three <coughs> Stooges, you know. It was, was very mo like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very light, very light though, not people. too heavy, you know. Like yeah, he, he yeah. like tells yeah. his girlfriend Rosie, "I ought to punch you in the nose." Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. I think he was more of an asshole. Oh, in, that was in more Ralph Cramden. But yeah, <laughs> he was more of an. I think he was a little less of an asshole in the silent one. He seemed a little. Uh, mm, he he wasn't threatening to punch people as much or whatever. Yeah. Al- although there was that really bad, um, bad. I don't want to say special effect slap thing at towards the end that it's just like it slaps something off camera and then we cut to her and it's like. Oh, such! You need a stunt face to get slapped or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he seemed like less of an asshole in the in the silent version. Yeah, I don't. I think maybe he wasn't used to emoting too much, so maybe it's just well, like silent would have been emoting even more, right? Yeah, yeah. That, he just wasn't. U- well, truly, like he wasn't using it. Just reminded me of singing in the rain. Here, like, can I just say I love you a bunch of times over and over again, like I usually <laughs> do? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I just, uh, you know, yeah. like now he's like now he has to talk, and he has to do that. Like maybe it's something he's just not used to on screen or something. I think he did fine. Yeah, um, there was there was some differences though. Uh, let's see. He does do voices, and according to this uh, TCM article, he learned ventriloquism for this role. Oh, cool. He also yeah. actually did because um, in the the sideshow act at the beginning he. Made it look like a, a girl was talking, to, flirting with a sailor, and she wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, uh, yeah So he yeah. did that, and he did the the, the parrot Slater, and yeah. obviously the the ventriloquism dum- dummy. So <laughs> I, w- I read somewhere, yeah, I don't know if it was from that article, but he had written an affidavit in his uh, contract yeah, that yeah, he could do multiple voices, and because somebody didn't believe him. Yeah, that was it, he, it was like he had to be the one to do these different voices. Nobody else could do it. It was it was purely his voice, you know, doing. Different variations as female, male, whatever it was. It so. says that um, there were rumors circulating around that he used a voice double, but mm-hmm. he s- signed an affidavit confirming that he did it. He did, yeah. Yep. So um, that leads us to we got the nice shadows on the wall. They're going to conspire because Echo, for whatever reason, why he got into crime, I don't fucking know. They don't explain it. Um, but his big fat idea that he's trying to talk Tweedledee and Hercules into is they. G- I don't know if they're fugitives or whatever, but they're all like, we got to disappear. And he's like, you're just afraid of my scheme because it's so simple. No, it, it's not. It is not fucking simple. It is convoluted as hell. And I have no idea how this is supposed to pay off because it's r- fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and that is why I couldn't resist picking this this movie because. Yeah. Um, okay. Echo, he <laughs> his big fat genius plan is, I don't know. Uh, 
how they got a pet store, but now suddenly it's Christmas Eve and they have a fucking pet store <laughs> complete with an employee. Yeah. Um, some random Hector McDonald. Yes, Hector. <laughs> I got to say. And he's white, by the way. You know, I'm expecting a Spanish <laughs> dude oh. like Hector McDonald. Uh, oh, okay. He, well, everyone's very, very white. It's a black and white movie. <laughs> but I got to say, I, he, he looks better in this movie. In the remake, because the original, he had this weird, tiny mustache that kind of <laughs> made it look like he had two mouths. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, must, and I don't know. He looks more wide-eyed and naive in this one, yeah. which yeah. I think works. He looked very much like a young Gordon Ramsay. Wait, what? Yeah, that's just my opinion. Just like a Gordon Ramsay ancestor, like very nice, very sweet, and then just... His answer, his his kin just got meaner and meaner and meaner, and eventually <laughs> became Gordon got Ramsay. Scowly. Yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know, but um, I don't know if they explained why they got an employee in this one because I was thinking that's kind of dumb. Like, yeah, uh, you probably don't want him. Uh, some other guy nosing around, but apparently in the silent version, they meant they mentioned a- after s- things go awry. W- hey, we need. I guess they needed somebody just in case they needed a fall guy. Right. So I don't know if that w- if that was the case in this. Or I, I think that it. was. That's the sense that I got. And I think if you had an employee, it's like, oh, we hired someone. Maybe the sense is that it felt more legit or it seemed more legit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because we have Echo um, dressing up as an old lady. And I, I got to say... Um, they must. Uh, good thing it was closer to the beginning of the century because you got more, way more of an excuse than in Tootsie to be wearing a full <laughs> neck collar. <laughs> Old lady wearing a full neck collar, you know, like like <laughs> Granny from Looney Tunes. You know, that probably won't stand out too much. Yeah, you can imagine if Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams took notes from this. But yeah, by n- I was 1980s, thinking Mrs. Doubtfire. To be fair, I yes. mean, that, that was in the back of my head. I just kept making. This film, so. I've ever seen that the whole way through, but yeah, I kept. I have. And (laughs) Clinger. I was just. My brain was just, uh, you know, retroactively fantasy casting Jamie Farr in this role, except he probably wouldn't do a voice. He'd just be like his normal voice and be (laughs) like, yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) Great name. I'm going to call you Pal. It's a Dodge. Oops. (laughs) Shouldn't have admitted that. But also, why is this pet store full of just animals out in the open? Do they poop on people? I mean, aren't parrots expensive? I don't see how investing in a big, giant business, well, I think any kind of business is probably going to be a big investment, (laughs) would. Right. It's just a front in order to (laughs) steal jewels and stuff. Right, yeah. Like, okay, Echo is going to use his mad ventriloquism skills to... uh, make it appear that the parrots are talking, but they're not. So then when a rich person brings a parrot home and then the bird doesn't talk, then uh, Echo shows up as Mrs. O'Grady and I guess she can canvas the place? Yeah. We see this happen. She brings along um, uh, Tweedledee's uh, fake name is uh, Little Willie. And I gotta (laughs) say... 
I gotta say, how come so many dudes' names became slang for wiener? <laughs> Was that the case with Willie back then? <laughs> well, if you believe Austin Powers, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know Sweet did a song called Little Willie. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's Little Willie. And he's Little Willie won't go, sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> I can play what, it, it for him, but we don't have the money what? for it, so, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so... Um, Mrs. O'Grady takes, uh, quote, unquote, baby Willie. God, that sounds really bad. In in the stroller carriage, whatever you call it, um, to the rich guy's house where she sold a parrot. Oh, and by the way, Hector mentions, gee, it's really sad that he's reading the newspaper that um, one of our customers that you just sold a parrot to just got robbed. Yeah. How long did you think you were going to evade suspicion? Right. They, they didn't do... This is a stupid plan. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot that they didn't think about, clearly. They're not no. They're not the smartest people in the room. And they had months, because yeah. it's like hot and summery, and then it's Christmas. Right, yeah. <laughs> Seasons change quick in the 30s. Everybody knows that. Uh, so they, yeah, we get to go with them on this. I mean, did they have any other plans? Because they didn't just sell parrots. They had canaries and, and monkeys. Well, that's how it was in the 30s, folks. You had to go ahead. You know, season shade, folks, we couldn't afford to have too many seasons. So we went ahead to what <laughs> hot it was cold. And they had to come to the plan quick and see if it worked. Oh, my God. So I think they added spring and fall like later <laughs> on, like the fifties or sixties, right? Yeah, oh, I, think, I think that was uh, I think that was colors. one of FDR's Wasn't proposals like, at that point. Seasons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there yeah. was two seasons. Yeah. Like, hey guys, it's snow, it's winter. <laughs> hey guys, it's warm. Yeah, we'll call it summer, yeah. and uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we've got a nice little love triangle brewing yeah. uh, because Hector obviously has a crush on Rosie, and Rosie's trying to play it cool, just be like, oh, what's a guy like you doing a joint like this, sounding all <laughs> 1930s-like? And that's true, because Rosie is, uh, I mean, throughout the start of the film, um, she's the bad chick. You know, she's the, the bad character. She's the... Uh, not necessarily a villain, but I mean the way she's portrayed. She stole she, dimes she's a, from she's the, on the old wrong man's side. pockets. Yeah, she's on the wrong <laughs> side of uh, the street, man. You so. know, but I think then this dude Hector comes into her life, He's and a she's good like, boy. "Wait a minute, I should reconsider this this feeling I have. It's like I don't want to be this person anymore." Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, she she was kind of. <laughs> Hector's kind of like the oh maybe a way out of a life of crime, I guess. Right. Hector was the hope. He's the hope for. Rosie. <laughs> yeah, and they had some kind of entertaining banter, and, and she's all like, yeah, Grandma could make a, a Coolidge talk when, when he's talking about the parrot. Wow, it sure is um, It sure is nice the way the parrots all talk, suddenly talk when your grandma's around. Right, Completely yeah. not even thinking he's a ventriloquist in disguise. It's so fucking naive. And, and then it's she's like, so yeah, Grandma could uh, make... <laughs> Coolidge talk. <laughs> I thought they said Kool-Aid at first, no, but no, no spot dropping there. So. I, I just remember from history class what Silent Cal was a nickname. Exactly, yeah. I don't know why they called him that, but I assume he didn't say much, and yeah. therefore that was a joke. Yeah, Silent uh, Calvin Coolidge was the only president that you know was known not to... Um, didn't really wasn't really a fan of public speaking. Would rather just get to work and get the mm. job done. And he was very much like behind the scenes. Sounds like Barack Obama. And but go it, on. Yeah, 
he was he wasn't really for giving speeches or anything like his um what, did people want a people, shit show yeah. in the news well, all people, the time yeah right people asked him they're like oh are you thinking of running his, his final statement as president was i choose not to run hmm. that was it you know that was it and i know that i'm like huh and um, you know, and then uh, because he he also submitted his State of the Union addresses to Congress in writing, uh, because by law that he had to do uh, to address Congress once a year, and he just gave them in writing. And then the only other president to do that was Jimmy Carter. Hmm. Wow. Just out of here, just bar trivia that is useless. <laughs> yeah. And one point that you don't need to know. Yeah, so, more recently so. in presidential uh, history, I mean, um, th- they have writers that'll come in and actually write the the, the State of the Union speeches. But yeah. for those gentlemen in that time, that that's very impressive. The fact that they purely it's did, it's did their writing that? and they yeah. actually announced all that. That's right. Did yeah. they? Very impressive. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. They did. Yeah. The um, there was the more recent presidents that had speech writers. When yeah, did John that Favre start? Um, was one for Barack Obama. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he did for like within the first four years. I remember he, excellent speech writer though. Oh, yeah. that, I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah. He. Um, oh well. I mean, now, I, know, I know we're far getting far off the movie track, but yeah. Uh, yeah. The next step yeah. is yeah. just to have one yeah. of them, uh, yeah. a good speaker, be Adam. use a president as a ventriloquist dummy. Right. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Make sure they actually speak well yeah. and Yeah, I think the yeah. yeah, I think the the president started using at least for some of his speeches, um started using speechwriters more famously was Nixon. Cause uh Ben Stein was was started out his career in public life as a Nixon speechwriter. Huh. So that's uh that's the furthest back I go, but... Uh, you you think he spent so much time pouring over the papers he had dry eyes? <laughs> 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 but, um... <laughs> but anyways... Uh, you need to resign. <laughs> oh, so Hector... I didn't say that about Nixon. Go ahead, uh, Hector uh, gets a phone call. He's got one of them cool candlestick phones, and... Um, yeah, the, what was the name of the... My computer battery's about to die, so I had to turn it off. Oh. Of, um, of what? The the guy. Hector? No, the the rich guy who's home they're going to. Oh, oh. I don't remember. With the jewels. Oh, I remember yeah. that. The Claire. The, it's with the C, the Clarington. The no, Clarion. no. Oh. I think it was with an A. Yeah. But um. Oh, the Ar- Arlington? Yes. Yeah, Arlington. okay. Yeah. They Hi. gotta go, because... Yeah. And he's like, edit. Sorry, <laughs> he's all We're like, not th- editing. he thinks it's <laughs> okay. funny that oh, that's weird. It's another parrot that won't talk again. Yeah, um, of course, completely oblivious. And so she, uh, well, Mrs. O'Grady takes t- um, Little Willie to the house, and they just happen to be examining rubies, a ruby <laughs> necklace, like, right there at the same time, in that... How did she fucking know? <laughs> this was one of my <laughs> most favorite parts. Are they <laughs> always just... Ex- do rich people just constantly examine rubies? Yeah. Oh, does she know somehow? I don't fucking know. Yeah. And why the hell did she bring Willie along if she didn't want him to uh, eat the ruby and poop it out later? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so he actually wait. He didn't he eat it, but he almost did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I just couldn't believe that that <laughs> you have uh, Tweedledee sitting in the baby carriage cuz uh Elridge is uh, at the uh, the home and and was it the Tweedledee's the only yeah. thought he sees the ruby uh necklace and he's like 
he puts his hand out and he's going, you know, like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Red beads. And, yeah. and the person holding no, the beads is like, oh, you like these beads, huh? He teases them more than like a cat. And the baby's like, gimme, gimme. And, and so, of course, this, this moron walks over and, you know. Oh, look know, at the shiny beads. He's like, grabs it. He's holding the beads. That, I lost it. That's like, come on. That was great. Stupid. did he do that? Yeah. Okay. Here's one idea that they did not cover. I have no idea about the book because I never read the book. But it would have been clever if the point of that was to get his fingerprints on it. So when they go swipe the jewels, his yeah. fingerprints are already on it. So well, Good point. Then again, yeah. he wouldn't be Good suspected point. anyways as long as they kept thinking he was a baby. But yeah. But whatever. He puts a ruby in his mouth like he wants to retrieve it later. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he had swallowed it up until the point he that almost Edward did. Had, uh, yeah. He like popped him on the head and the dude's like, oh, you can use my beads. And then he like yeah. smacks him and then I'm like, oh, Fake I thought he swallowed it at this point. Oh, Grady. She switched necklaces with him and be because he was a bad, I think he did put it in his mouth like he was yeah. going to swallow it and then they, I'm like, oh my, I'm like, ha ha ha, poop joke. He could get it later. <laughs> and then I thought they almost were going to make a poop joke. But then one of the, the guys is like, oh, he means they, they could get it if they got a medic or something. Like, he just ruined the joke. Were you trying to make a poop joke but weren't allowed? All I'm mentally thinking of is like Sonic Emeralds and he gets oh, hit by something and you just say, but he. <laughs> like oh he'll yeah. get sitting all of a sudden all these golden rings will pop out of him oh, or something. Oh nice attempt at a sound effect there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he didn't he doesn't get to poop out the rubies, but um yeah, he's he's kind of the firebrand guy who's like you I think he wants to take over the operation. Right, yeah. Um cuz I th oh, later on everyone's talking about things going on at night and then Hector comes with with uh, with Rosie and they have a Christmas tree. They're gonna trim the tree and um, <laughs> yeah, O'Grady oh, oh Cheney. What I don't know what to call him now. O'Grady oh, Cheney, yeah. Oh Cheney, because <laughs> I think he's out of his disguise by now. <laughs> you be the boss. Echo, that's shorter, fewer <laughs> syllables. But uh, yeah, he's he's Echo the dolphin. <laughs> he doesn't have stars on Sega his head. Sega Dreamcast, though. baby, taking me no, back. Genesis, Genesis. Oh, oh yeah, Gen there was a, was a shitty Dreamcast. There's a Dreamcast one, version yeah. of it. <laughs> sorry, but um, I love Dreamcast. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's getting all jealous and yelling at her and like you stay away from him kind of thing. I'll yeah. I should punch you in the nose, and she's all like, since when do you own me? Sometimes you treat me like <laughs> dirt, and then sometimes you do something I think you're going to be uh, decent or something like that. Yeah. Oh, but she does have a little <laughs> fun because he's stuck pr doing the uh, grandma voice behind a door because <laughs> they're trying to get rid of <laughs> that Hector. That was funny. And she's wants to go out with Hector, I think, and kind of <laughs> is all like, what, Grandma? What did you say? You said uh, you're going to bed? Okay. <laughs> um, they okay, dear. They do have a nice little Christmas Eve, and we don't really get much backstory or anything, but I think it's kind of implied she might not have had a great life because right. she didn't have much. She comes from a life of crime well, and, we don't and grime know that. and it's stuff. I guess she hadn't done this kind of thing before, maybe, or never had such a good Christmas, but they have a yeah. cute, shitty tabletop tree, and they're having dinner, and, oh, right, he's going, we know that he's planned on proposing to her, because he told uh, Grandma, and it was all like, 
Right in what? front of the right in front of Rosie, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna whisper into this. I think it's an old lady's ears. <laughs> old lady's ear. You know, and there's Rosie. They do these like cutscenes between the the you're seeing uh, give her a ring. Hector and uh, O'Grady, and then he cut to uh, Rosie, and he's like, what was it? Hector's like whispering in O'Grady's ear, and, <laughs> and you see Rosie's like she's not even that far away, and it's like. Really? You think Rosie's not going to hear you like <laughs> whispering? <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, come on, guys. Whoever's yeah. Do they live in the filming. pet shop, or is this just like a separate room, or what? I, I thought so too. And like, what part I wanted to make? Just did, at that time, did everybody propose after a few dates? Well, a months have passed because yeah. it was summer, and then it was Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. It just Two months uh, passed. Yeah. There's okay, th- okay. So like a few months, really. It's like the relationship isn't really that, you know, it isn't really that developed it's a at movie. all. It's a short movie. But it but just, it just seems like every black and white movie we see where there's, you know, a man and a woman, and there's some relationship like that, that it doesn't take that long to be like, well, hey, this has been really great. Yeah, it's nice meeting you. Will you marry me? <laughs> it, it almost seems like the say, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just almost, wonder you, if that happened. You could almost say it's very black and white. <coughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but his sound effect. That was good. That his was proposal good. is showing her his bank book, yeah. and he's all like, "See, we have." She looks at it and she's like, "What's this?" And then she's like, "Then she realizes it's a proposal, I guess." And then she's like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, back in the day, they showed you if some dude shows you your uh, bank account, like. You know that rings are right around the corner, man. And like, oh, oh. Well, he was <laughs> that means he's gonna love me forever. Then there's a ring involved here at he some was, point, right? He was asking if this was enough to start a, a life together or something like that. Right. And then but he's practically giving away the fact that he's like in love with this girl. I mean, it's like it's geez, a proposal. Just what propose, do you man. Yeah. Just don't put the stupid bank book. Just put it away, man. You're like, yeah. I think on. that was the proposal. That's. But. She was, but then she tries to brush him off, like, "Oh, I was just doing it for a laugh." Well, I forgot exactly what she said, but that kind of thing. Um, but y- you can tell that she doesn't actually, f- she doesn't want to have to let him go or anything. Yeah. But yeah, she's, you know, uh, Cheney's making threats and shit. Right. And there, she's in on this. Too, she's in too deep, I guess. Well, at this point, they they have the ruby. Necklace, right? They've somehow acquired it. Oh my God! Up to did this I? Point. Is this after the heist gone wrong thing? I think so. I don't know. Because I, I, yeah. my recollection yeah. is, want me to keep going with my yeah, recollection? Go on, go on, yeah, keep going. It was um, up to this point. They already had the ruby necklace, so they're trying to uh. pawn it off on uh, someone. And Hercule, Hercules, and uh, Tweedledee were like, "How about just putting it in Hector's pocket? Use him as a pawn." Yeah. And so they decide on that. And then we see, I think, within the same series of scenes or the cuts, you see Hector and Rosie up to that point having this, uh, this uh, he's proposing to her and that he wants to marry her, but uh, and then you see the guys in the background uh, or another scene another trying room. to, they're, they're scheming to get rid of Hector and they're like, we'll use him as bait and ultimately... Not uh, bait, but... Um, okay, because what happens, I think the whole tree trimming thing is they got to get rid of Hector so they can go out and steal the rubies. Um, that's why Cheney's out of his, dis- his O'Grady disguise, but they can't get rid of him, and that's a problem. And while this is taking a long time, uh, Tweedledee's all like, screw this guy, let's go do it ourselves. And it's almost like uh, Hector, not Hector, um, Hercules kind of got a, well, he, he doesn't have like a Marty McFly button, but... Uh, 
uh, um, Tweedledee just kind of goads him on, like, what are you, yellow and stuff? And I just kind of thought, I wonder, they should play the, the dynamic of maybe it's kind of like Tweedledee is the ventriloquist for uh, <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> I'm not speaking, but just making him, manipulating him to do stuff. I feel like well, they were all essentially trying to fight for the uh, leadership role in this like unholy three. <laughs> in yeah. some way, they're except all they're all Rosie. pointing. Except Rosie's like the the sorry to say chick on the side, but chick on the side, in the sense that she just sort of like either with uh, Echo or she's with Hector, she and can so be she redeemed. she has her whole side thing going on. No disrespect to side chicks. I can edit that out later, and I'll explain that. And um, but these three guys are trying to vouch for uh, leadership. In the uh, of this gang, and it, it it's really defeated because there's no need to. It's clearly Echo is the leader of the group, in my He's opinion. He's the one who came up with the stupid yeah. scheme, right? I mean, seriously, how many times does he expect to s- sell, sell parrots and yeah. then have the people calling in? My parrot doesn't talk, okay, and then old lady visits and then places mysteriously robbed same night or next night, yeah. What the well, they did say something like they had to do it on Christmas because people would be away or something. I don't fucking know, but yeah. they've done this before. It's a dumb idea, and all I could think of was dead parrot sketch. <laughs> when when like customers are like pretty Polly, pretty Polly. <laughs> if you're wondering how they handled the ventriloquism in the silent one, they drew little speech bubbles near the parrots. Oh, mm. that's great. But he yeah. did. He threw his voice in the talkie. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, sir. It's not that. It's just resting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the parrots weren't talking because they were pining for the fjords. <laughs> but that, that's a jump back. Um, so, yeah, Tweedledee gets Hercules. Hercules, I don't think, is really looking for a leadership role. But he's just kind of going no, along. He just wants his cash. Yeah, oh, he's okay. all like, we can, we, we can split it and then... Uh, what are you, yellow? And they go off and they do that. We don't even see. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a mistake not to see any of this heist whatsoever. They just kind of come home and it turned. And there's a newspaper that says. This uh, thing happened. Arling- <laughs> yeah. Arlington this got thing murdered happened. in a burglary. <laughs> and um, Echo is all pissed. Yeah, I wouldn't really mind that. I mean, I think it was probably because some of these films were so. It was such a new idea that they didn't have to do it. But I, I do this like. This is a so, remake, though. Yeah, but I still, you know, when in the age of film, you know, this is an eighty-seven-year-old film, mm. as well. You know, the you know, I think that sometimes where you have those great things and great things happen and nothing happens. <laughs> You know, or, or you don't have to see it because it, it didn't really matter. What, what the focus is on the relationship of these things. It bugged it, it me at really first, b- but it's not pretty as good. much yeah. after. Yeah, I uh, liked it. Because yeah. it seemed more sudden, I think, the first time. Right, yeah. But, yeah, th- suddenly there's a murder in the newspaper, and I guess they used guns, and he was all like, I told you not to use any guns! And, um, and I think Tweedledee likes murdering people. <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't catch what he was going on about in the first the first time, but when I watched the silent one, he was all like doing impressions of the guy begging for his life and stuff and laughing. Well, yeah. And yeah. then Hercules yeah. in the in the silent was all going along with it, like yeah, ha ha ha. And but in the the remake, he was all like, I just want my money or some, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he just he wants his cash. He just wants to just get the cash and get out and move on. Both time change. Um, Echo was all like, "Ah, you filth! What, what have you done? You, 
But I feel like he had more, a little more conscience in the first one because he was all like, well, you know what you have done? You've murdered a man. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it was just the difference the way the lines, I want to say red, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Well, literally. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, so that's going to bring a big fat problem because that is going to bring in detectives, and it does, and they talk to Hector, and they want to know, like, oh, who do you remember being there? They do not suspect O'Grady. They're, they're just asking about, oh, do you know um, who was, did you get a look at who was there? The, I guess the lawyer, whoever was examining the jewels, maybe, or the butler or something. Um, but then as they notice, n like, a newspaper around, oh, you've been following the story, uh, I think suspicion starts to build, and y you get some nice juxtapositions, like, there's a bobblehead elephant with, like, butt food? I don't know, it's like, there's <laughs> a, a trap door in the back of, it's lower back, but butt sounds funnier, <laughs> and there I, oh, apparently, Hercules was eating out of it earlier, so I... He was? Yes. I oh, okay. I, yeah. I didn't notice it. Oh, oh okay. Then okay, I saw yeah. it in the, clearly in the silent film, and then I watched, went back to the scene in the talkie, and then I'm like, oh, okay, they did kind of set that up, that it had a hole in it. I wonder what, what was that thing? I mean, bobbleheads with trap doors for candy? Was that a thing? I think so, and I think I remember my grandmother talking about it because she would hide chocolate all over the house and random things. <laughs> and well, an elephant's butt is as good as place as any. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. Or just like random figurines that would have snacks everywhere, which that now just just randomly thinks like it's like a fat guy's dream. Well. <laughs> Make, reminds me of those old movies, like what somebody would be hiding booze or something around the house in weird places. Is, is that a cartoon thing? Probably, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't. They have the jewels, and the cops come at an inopportune time, and Rosie's like, uh, the, or well, Rosie and Hercules, you know, they'll hear you because they're yelling at each other and all that right, shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Tweedledee grabs the necklace and he stashes it in this elephant bobblehead with a candy compartment thing. And I, I just love how they almost forget that he's got a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. He's pretending to yeah. play with the toys and stuff. And uh, Oh, the toys, the tree. Uh, Hector brought the tree and the toys explicitly for little Willie because he's got a kind heart. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, they, they do get the cigar out of his face on time. And he, I like the way the detective is sitting there and he says something like, oh, uh, the, uh, the littlest thing could lead to a clue. And then he's just kind of absently tapping the elephant's head with his foot, you know, that has <laughs> the jewels in it. And then he picks it up and he's like, huh, this is neat. Oh, what's this rattling sound in there? And I... I thought that was pretty good. Like the tension, you could feel it. It's like, yeah. oh shit, is he gonna? Yeah. <laughs> are they gonna have to kill him? Is, what's gonna happen? Well, they do get it out um, on time thanks to uh, Tweedledee doing his crying baby, give me my toy back kind of act, and so that that kind of temporarily saves the day. True. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, I think that's when they plot the let's pin it on Hector. Yeah. And then they get the hell out of there because. 
Yeah, and then Hector goes to trial. I feel bad. For, why didn't Hercules get a special role? Yeah. I mean, he was. Rosie didn't either, but. Yeah, he was really a side character in this one, but I feel that he would have been a. Did they think he was too stupid? Yeah, like he, he would have had some point. I mean, being a strong man, like he would have done some heavy lifting, or if he had a heart. Well, he had a heart, obviously. He didn't really want to, like, I. I mm. I didn't watch the silent film as much as you did, but uh, but in this one, like he he didn't he kind of showed remorse, like he just wanted his cash and get out. Yeah, you know, so like if he had some heart here, and then he ended up overturning Echo at that some point, or he ended up just you know he's like okay, he, or he got he really didn't shoot him in the back. Yeah, or he got fed up and just beat him up. Like, he would have maybe been the hero of the whole thing, and then they would have taken, you know... Or, oh, if he'd done that. Yeah, if he would have done that, then I think it would have been... I don't know. I think they would have added to it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but the... Now they are they run off to some cabin, and Rosie's... They, they have to just forcibly pick up Rosie and bring her. Yeah. Because she, she loves Hector. It, it just came out that she loves Hector and she does not want him taking the fall because apparently he'll get the chair. Right. And for stealing rubies. No, no, for the murder. Oh, oh, right, 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 yeah. Cuz yeah, yeah. They they got the Arlington got shot. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And apparently a 3-year-old uh, not a 3, a little kid also got injured, but I just kind of noticed that in the newspaper in the silent one. I don't know if that happened in the remake. I just thought that was an interesting detail that was mm. never referenced again. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, maybe Tweedledee kicked her in the face. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a special move. But, uh, so now they're off in the cabin, and she says, she tells Echo that if he, you know, keeps um, Hector, did I say Echo, yeah. Echo, that if he keeps Hector from getting the chair, then she'll you know, give up and just stay with, uh, stay I'll stay with, with him. I'll, I'll stay with you. I swear I'll stay with you. Uh, yeah. Forever. And yeah. not try to leave. And he, then he's all like, what's going to stop you from leaving? And then she's like, I'll give you my word. And he slaps her, but it's like a bad stunt slap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's like, it's like he, his hand goes off screen, but then we <laughs> cut to her crying. It's like, you really needed a sound effect yeah. there. Or I'll even ignore that you just turn. did that to me. She just looked very doe-eyed at him yeah. after the fact, and I couldn't tell. It, it, she was it, crying. It looked like it was oh, yeah. two separate shots. Well, what, what would you do? <laughs> I mean, she just looks at him. It's like, but it, but there's no emotional response. It's just purely like She's looking at resigned, him. Resigned yeah. though. I yeah. think she would have cried. You would have seen she like was some crying. kind of smear. Like yeah. the dude just like slapped her so she freaking was crying. hard. Yeah, I noticed crying the too. Yeah, yeah, there was tears. Darn you, standard definition DVD stuff. My bad. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. It, you, I blanked out. Um, no, the slap part you were at. So she's basically resigned to. She loves Hector. S Hector so much that she's she'll let him go if you know if he if they'll be saved at least. So meanwhile, uh, Tweedledee's all like. Yeah, let's just take the money and screw those guys. And tries to get Hercules to to shoot um, to shoot Echo, but I guess he says that if you shoot one, you have to shoot both of them. And he doesn't want to shoot Rosie. Yeah. And then in fact, 
um, I don't know if it's part of the same scene, but later on, uh, Tweedledee spies Hector secretly talking to Rosie, like, hey, well, forget all, forget them. I like you. Let's take the money and run. And, and Tweedledee's not happy with yeah. that. And that's when he frees the gorilla from the cage. Because <laughs> they have a fucking gorilla. <laughs> they even kept the gorilla in the pet store, too. The, and it's, I don't... Yeah, which Echo had a gorilla for some reason. Yeah, it was just, it was so weirdly shot. And it reminded me of um, uh, Reefer Madness. <laughs> It was shot in the same way, like when they all got high and they ran over the old man. Oh, my God. It just happened in such weird still shots. It was edited so bizarrely. They're like, okay, you see the the gorilla, the guy in the gorilla suit runs towards the camera. The next scene, it's the complete opposite version of it, and it's like they pause for a moment. He goes, ah. Something about <laughs> a bed yeah. being used to block a door. There was yeah. a door being smashed right. open. And I don't think they made it explicit that but uh, i read the summary on wiki and apparently the i guess uh hercules killed Tweedledee, and then the ape killed hercules but i didn't really know what happened to them they just wait say it again you said hercules killed Tweedledee. Tweedledee yes see i agree with that because there was a point uh when they were in the lodge and Tweedledee is off screen apparently on the floor yeah, and Hercules, I saw they could have just been like knocked a, hand, out. a hand gesture. It looked like he like snapped his neck. I don't know if that was accurate, but in my know. opinion, Pos- the, way, yeah. the way it looked to me, I thought he snapped his neck, and then all of a sudden the grill is running around, and I couldn't help un- like comprehend, okay, Hercules is a strong man. Yeah. A gorilla is strong. Why is Hercules afraid to fight a gorilla if he's <laughs> technically strong True. as a gorilla? <laughs> Apparently, according to Wiki, that, that's how they died, because... Hmm. I didn't know what the hell happened to them. I'm like, they could have been knocked out, but we kind of follow Rosie running out of the cabin and yeah. yelling at a passing car, like, don't leave me in there. Yeah. Help me, get me out of here, please. And so Echo, well, he wants Rosie to be happy, I guess. So um, in, we're in the courtroom, and it looks like Hector's going to get the chair. <laughs> I just like the way they talk about the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you just wanted to see something towards it like the chair was just really like a very comfortable like lazy boy in the end no no maybe it's an uncomfortable wooden desk chair and it's like no this is so uncomfortable the horror my ass hurts he's sitting in the chair he's just getting pins and needles he's just doing tax forms <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah man and um uh, oh, um, Echo is there. He's not in his disguise, but I guess the the judge or jury, whatever, don't believe him because it's like, oh, well, where are these three people you're talking about that aren't, we can't find them anymore. Um, so Echo passes a note on using an envelope with O'Grady's address on it or something, or postcard or something like that. And it it's a note that says uh, she'll be on the stand tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which was a really funny way they passed that note. Oh, God, yeah. yes. Here. You can see the tension in Cheney's face because it <laughs> almost hits the garbage yeah. and, like, somebody's foot, maybe. Yeah. Well, it hits, it hits the lawyer's foot. He steps on it, looks at it, just does there. He tosses it in the trash. It falls oh, out of the trash onto his other foot. He looks at it and then just tosses it on the, pi- on the, on the table. 
And then, you know, Hector, Hector. looks at it. Paul, he looks He's not says, even really looking at hey, it. Hey, oh my gosh. No, he folds it into a little hat. Yes. A paper oh, yeah, hat. Yeah. It puts it on top of. Well, it's um, like a I big. He was trying to open it, but no, he was, yeah. like, he was trying to like, do he some kind of like make a yeah. football out of it. No, it's a hat. And then he, he turned it into a hat. Yeah. yeah. He puts yeah. it on. It's yeah. one of those big rocking um, stamp things yeah. with a little handle on it that's shaped like a. Boat, yeah. and he just puts a little, makes a little paper hat out of this life-saving yeah. letter, and puts it on top of his little boat. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, this is something." What the hell? I don't why know. He, I have to ask. Why did he have a toy on uh, in court? It wasn't a that. toy. It was a stamp. Yeah, well, that was a stamp. But yeah, no, I agree. It looked like it looked like a it looked like a toy military it tank like, at first. What is that? <laughs> brings us a toy to Corey. Like, oh, I'm gonna play with my toy. I know I'm gonna go to jail now. No, it's <laughs> one of those stamps that's long, and, and you use the handle to rock it oh, yeah. to oh, make right. sure it stamps well. I guess. Right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it did look like he made a little paper <laughs> sailor hat and put it on a boat. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what's happening. Then like, he sees the hell, and. Um, I don't know. I guess instantly it's the next day, and we have. Yeah, that was the weirdest cut scene. It's like courts adjourned, courts, and the courts back in session. Yeah. Like from this like yeah. quick like fade out, <laughs> fade in, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're back. And and O'Grady is on the stand, trying to I don't know excuse something, and then the the prosecutors all like not having it. No. All, you only remember what you want to remember when you remember it or whatever. And then right. and then he's all like, ah, I have a headache, but his voice slips. And he forgets to do the old lady voice. In the oh, so his voice slipped. I thought he had some <laughs> kind of weird makeup because he was like pressing his face at one point. And I'm thinking yeah. the uh, defendant was like. He just can't like, keep it up. Oh, really? I'm not like, quite oh, clear. Something like no, no, he said right I have a headache or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. But then the lawyer's all like, I don't want to say sneaking up. But he does. He does. He grabs the glasses and wigs and, and tears them off. And it's like oh, the glasses came right off. Oh no! <laughs> it just reminded me of Family Guy, where yes. Peter showed up to his high school reunion as a cowboy astronaut millionaire. <laughs> you know, I'm just a cowboy astronaut millionaire. And he's like, it's a phony. Yeah, this hat comes right off. <laughs> Why did he have to take <laughs> off the glasses? Wouldn't the wig be enough? Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to make a full confession. Yes. Yeah. And it was the look on Hector's face. It was really quick, and it just went, oh, shit. I'm stupid. Yeah. And it just, <laughs> I didn't see the entirety of the movie, but what I imagined was Wait, Terry Crews' reaction on white chicks. Oh, you didn't see white chicks. Yeah. Like, I saw there here, but I know you saw it, but, like, the very end when he found, they found out that these were dudes. The entire time, like, like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Like, like they weren't creepy. Like, hold on, that's not an old surgery. man. Oh. Like, it's not an old lady. What the hell? Like, we look like freaking Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a Scooby Doo joke. I love that. We, we would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for a meddling. Oh man, that if it wasn't this we'll meddling prosecutor. Oh man, <laughs> yes. I love that movie. <laughs> but um. So, yeah, then we're in the train station, and... Uh, Which was a confusing ending, but... Hmm. Well, they're going to go their separate way. Rose, oh, he's... He's going to jail. Yeah, but uh, he only got, like, five years because he didn't murder. He just... Uh, 
robbed. Bl- bland? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And you got five years for robbing. <laughs> so Rosie said it's not bad. And she says she'll wait for him. But that's because, you know, she's going to hold herself to her word. Right. And at first he seems like, yeah, okay, you're going to wait for me. But I guess he does have some kind of conscience because at the end he's like, no, uh, you go with Hector. You you really love him. And Yeah. Yeah, but then she's like, do you mean it? <laughs> really? I'm like, what the fuck, really? Yeah. But she's like, okay, fine, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's, yeah. So I guess she gets a happy ending. I like to, I li- so, sorry, you still talk, sorry, go ahead. And he's Keep off going. to jail, but I, um, are you going to talk about that? Because I, there's a different ending for the silent film I was going to discuss. Oh, no, I just wanted to point out, I, I liked his line when he was, uh, Echo was talking to Rosie, he says, uh, Something to the uh, effect of uh, no, no ga- gam gal should have to wait a, uh, years for a guy or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's uh, that was very, very gentlemanly yeah. of you. Then uh, I liked his line about a little laugh, a oh, little, yeah. a little laugh, a little tear. Light life is a little laugh little, and a little, a little tear. tear. Uh, yeah, like it was a little curt Ooh, remark, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I liked yeah, that. Yeah. It was a nice little uh, yeah. line. That was. I f- I saw in the silent. He does say that in his act at the end of his act, and he also. You know, bookends. It says it at the end, but the ending is okay. He does not go on the stand as O'Grady, but he passes a note saying, telling Hector to s- recite the Lord's Prayer, but don't make a sound. And he throws his voice. I don't remember what he says, but I, something about um, that there were other people involved, something like that. And Hector's like, that didn't come out of my mouth. I didn't say anything. <laughs> He's telling his lawyer. Um, I don't remember how that works, but it does. Oh, he no, wait. It, they don't believe it. And everyone's starting to leave the court. And um, Echo panics. And then he jumps up and he says, I did it. That yeah. kind of, ever stop. And I want to make a confession. So he confesses, but um, apparently the... Intertitles say he just gets off scot-free. Um, he doesn't get punished at all. Um, and the la- rather than in a being in a train station at the end, he's with his ventriloquist dummy getting ready to do another show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And okay. Kind of the same thing, except he, right away he doesn't really want to make Rosie stay. He's less reluctant. He's more like, you know, we, we didn't really, we don't really love each other. You, you go. And oh, also they show a before just before that they showed a letter dated May sixth. So when the fuck was this trial? How long did this last? But it's a letter from Rosie telling Hector that she can't be with him and can't tell him why. It's a 1930s OJ trial. <laughs> I I don't fucking know. <laughs> but the glove does not fit. You <laughs> must acquit. <laughs> Twenty five. Everybody wore gloves. <laughs> 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 Maybe they go with the straw hat. <laughs> Wait, that would be hot, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah. But Maybe anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. Then he. But what I liked about is he, then she goes off to go be with Hector, and he, I guess he put on a pretty good facade because then his face kind of sinks and he's with the dummy, and I guess he really did love her or something and didn't want to let her go, and he was just pretending, just kind of like she tried pretends to try to get Hector off her back. Uh, earlier on when she doesn't think she can be with him and and he looks like he's just sad with his dummy you know they touch heads and he's like oh and then he's 
puts on a fake smile to go do his show again and then he does say the line about the life being a laugh and a tear and Mm -hmm. the end neat (laughs) i I thought that was kind of a good end i mean i don't know yeah so i mean you saw both i mean which which one would you watch again I think I kind of liked, there were some aspects of the silent I kind of liked, but the talkie, I chose that one because I saw a preview with some banter in the pet store, and I thought that was kind of funny. Cool. It was definitely funny for me. I'm glad I I watched it. I really like it. I did have some difficulty understanding um, Hercules a little bit, because I think he had an accent, and and Tweedledee, because he kind of sounded like a... An unusually articulate Don- Donald Duck, <laughs> but maybe that a was German just Donald Duck. <laughs> 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 oh, you didn't sound German. <laughs> well, well, no, I can D. see what you mean, though. The character, I mean, uh, he was German uh, born, so there were points where just hearing <laughs> his <laughs> dialogue. Huh? Oh, we were talking yeah, about Tweedledee, right? Yeah. Little Willie. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was German born, but there were points where when it, did I could he hear say that? Yeah. Um, well, it was, no, he was tor- born towards the way. beginning. Yeah. 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 They didn't necessarily come out and say, like, oh, yeah. hey, German? Li- little, yes. little Willie is German. But if you really listen to the, the tones. No, no, no. I'm talking no. about Little Willie. Okay. Hercules was Russian. I could g- I gathered by the accent. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Tw- Tweedledee, a.k.a. Little Willie, was definitely German because they were very, like, minute uh, a- a- accents and tones of German speaking and uh, a being of German-ish yeah. Austrian descent. More specifically, I could pick yeah. up on little, little, little things about it just in the audio, but that, mm. that was my. <laughs> just yeah. to be clear, Bob does not think Germany and Austria are the same country. <laughs> Disclaimer <laughs> for pedantic <laughs> internet people: <laughs> they're two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. There's Vienna, well, Austria, and then there's all the other German stuff. I yeah. mean, there's like overlap. <coughs> Don't they speak German in Austria rather than Austria? They do. Yeah. It's almost like <laughs> hand in hand, but they like. But I mean, if you ask my grandmother, who is. Uh, from Vienna, Austria, she would say, "No, I don't speak uh, German, Bobby." And I'm like, "Okay, Grandma." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. I say, we go with fantasy casting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's mine. And I, think I just had to look up one actor while we're in the middle of this, just so I could see here. I'm thinking, if we had this, you have something like, you know, if this was a modern day honest trailer, and you have inner worlds. Where you had three people who are tired of their jobs in the sideshow. You have, we have Echo, Professor Echo, Tweedledee, and Hercules. Hercules is the strong man, played by Dave Batista. Mm, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. The, he was the uh, strong, the big dude in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, here. So, yeah, played by that. Dave Batista, now using more than a few lines. <laughs> <laughs> You will defeat me. We will find what we need. I could see him antagonizing a gorilla. Like, <laughs> in the silent, the gorilla just came out of nowhere. <laughs> the Tweedledee, played by Kevin Hart. <laughs> man, what the fuck? We gotta go get this shit done, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and Professor Echo, played by Nicolas Cage. 
Oh my god, would wow. that be a glory? We have to do this. Ah. We are here. <laughs> we find that we need to go ahead. My scheme is so simple. It is the one that needs to be <laughs> that we are here. We are the unholy three. <laughs> I want to say Jamie Farr for Echo, just for the drag, <laughs> even though he wouldn't do a voice probably. But can you see Nicolas Cage being an old grandma? And going overboard, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my God. Not, like, the, f- not the parrots. <laughs> it's not the parrots. Not the same ring, ring as bees. Like, oh, I like you. Just, just to hear some overboard, you know, overboard voice dubbing of Nicolas Cage with a parrot shot. Maybe Hector should be uh, one of the Monty Python. This is just no more. No, I could be a customer, but. This <laughs> <laughs> <is> John Cleese. This <laughs> <laughs> ceased to be. There's no more, Lord Polly, pretty Polly. Uh, I want to see the CGI Fennec Fox from Zootopia being Tweedledee because he pulled a similar scam, pretending to be a baby, and then, and then he, but he had like a big man voice come out of him at the, yeah. and I'm like, I saw that coming a mile away, but it's still <laughs> like, I knew it, I knew it. I like it. What do you think of fantasy now? I mean, for fantasy casting, I think I would do, uh, for I'd see, yeah, for somewhere between Professor Echo and. Uh, Tweedledee, I'd, I'd actually like, oddly enough, because we brought up white chicks, uh, the Wayans <laughs> brothers, uh, Marlon Wayans, and let me look up his brother, before I correctly say his name, Sean Wayans, so Marlon and Sean Wayans, I would say Marlon would be Tweedledee, because he does a good baby, <laughs> actually there was a film they did back uh, in the early 2K where he was like a baby character, Sean oh Wayans yeah. would be a good Professor Echo, and actually I think for Hercules, I'd like Paul White, a.k.a. Uh, the giant, uh, uh, the big show from WWF <laughs> or WWE, depending on your preferred uh, you universe. Oh, yeah. yeah actually, He'd be a great yeah. Herculean character. Yeah. I'm not sure for Rosie who I do. I was trying to think of the chick from Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget her name. Uh, Karen Gillian? Or? No, not the other we one. We need someone with Gamora like there. Who did Gamora? But I don't Ooh. think she had a real... She needs a s- kind of a sly, slightly sleazy, but a heart of gold. I don't yeah. think... I don't know if Gamora really had that. She seemed more like straight up warrior, kind of a little naive warrior. Yeah, I would say. Um, well, I mean, even if, so, you're just saying that. I would say Gail Gadot. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. Oh. Yeah, mm. I would say that one. Or um, I got. No, we her. need someone. Mine was Zoe, Zoe Saldana. I actually looked up. Zoe Saldana. So yeah. Zoe yeah. Saldana. Or um, oh my God, I. Uh, Jenny Gump. Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, Robin Wright Penn. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go, I yeah. I think she could be kind yeah. of sneaky and sleazy, but yeah. I, I don't know. I can't help but see her as more of a politician type, Well, obviously. yeah, because of House of Cards, yeah. But, yeah. um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I almost had something in the tip of my brain, mm. but I, I don't know. Yeah. Look at that could do it, though. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I could see that, actually. She could pull yeah. off, like, that yeah, the villainous yeah, chick, yeah, but also yeah. that loving, I'm coming yeah. coming to the other side of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen no, the yeah, wrongs of my ways. Actually, you know, I, I, go, I go with you. Because think about, too, yeah, I mean, if yeah. you think about, like, not to use Guardians as a reference, but, yeah. I mean, the uh, Gamora character is, at the very first film, is essentially the villain. 
yep. coming from the uh, the villain of Thanos. And then as the uh, film transpires, she becomes uh, more in touch with uh, Peter Quill, who's sort of like Hector, but unlike Hector in uh, physical features, but uh, that sense of... Uh, Je ne sais quoi. I don't know. The, just having that likability about him. Mm. She, she yeah. transitions more to a likable character, and by the end, well, now she's uh, on the right side of uh, life. So then, James Stewart would have been a good Hector. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we even said that too. Yeah. We were but watching I mean, this. You know, yeah. But in sh- I think he should be like young though. Yeah. And kind of like. Yeah, and the yeah, and the like the Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> type, oh, yeah, I, I that like type of character. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention how she yeah. does break down because um, she does when she tries to scare him away. Like, oh, I don't love you, and but then she's crying, so she does <laughs> love him, and he comes back, and she confesses that she's a pickpocket. Yeah, and then he's like, I did some bad things in my life when I was young too. You never hear what they are, but I hmm. just kept thinking of jokes like. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I forgot to put a coin in the meter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they had that. There was this one time my mom yelled at me because I forgot to put the toilet seat down. <laughs> Very bad <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used the towel that they wipe, we wiped the toothbrushes on, <laughs> but I used it to dry my hands. <laughs> a Steve Carell type. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great detective. Yeah, I'd say detective. yeah. Like no, uh, St- Steve Carell is extremely underrated, but he just has a lot of Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that too. Yeah, Steve Carell is very, very good, but he gets handed shitty scripts mm. from time to time. But I think he's a great actor. But yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you just want to go Step Brothers route too, what about John C. Riley? Oh my God, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and propose to her. Yeah. She's got boobs. <laughs> Why do you do that? You're not going to probably shut your mouth. Shut your mouth right now. Shut your mouth. Speaking of 1930s unironic lingo, I like in the silent movie, they kept calling the detective a dick. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Oh, I did use man. a few times. And yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's a fun one though. <laughs> uh, wh- okay, if we had to, r- if we were gonna make a remake, what would you do differently? Oh, uh, if Less it was convoluted plot, but got yeah, first I don't know if you can have it without. <laughs> like the whole thing hinges on parrots not talking. Yeah. yeah, I would think you know maybe not a. Um, I wouldn't do a pet shop, but I would do more of a general repair business. Because mm. I think the ventriloquist thing was really funny and it was really interesting. However, um, it wasn't it wasn't something that it was something that you know kind of put the thread in there for comedy. But you could take it out, put something else in, nobody would really notice. You know, like general repair or something that would okay. So like you know appliances if it was modern day and then you know they constantly have to come back or furniture they have to come back and repair the furniture all the time the whole point was going to their house right yeah so they sold them furniture IT? yeah or yeah or even uh, computers or something uh, like that depends on what time uh, period you want to set this well if we remake it i think it would be the modern day or um, or even cell phone repair or something um but then again, you know, it does make me think of the Doctor Who plot where Stephen Moffat wanted to make kids afraid of Wi-Fi. 
or at least just just something like that. Whiffy man, uh, it's everywhere, yeah. man. The whiffy. But is I um, I digress a bit. But the um, I think if we wanted to do something differently, I would say do something more with modern technology. Um, you know, keep the triangle plot going. Maybe add a little bit more to show more of a relationship and show more backstory with Rosie. Mm. And as well as Hector, and then just say how they came across. But also what I would have liked to see is, you know, if if they met at a previous time before all this. You mean aside from working at the same yeah. exhibit thing? Yeah, if they met at a previous point, maybe like younger in life or something, and maybe she, you know, like they could have done something early, but then they, cr- they separated at different paths, and then they came back together. I think it kind of makes sense if it yeah. turned out that if... Professor Echo owned the um, the Dime Museum and was in charge. So it was like an operation he set up himself to scam people. Oh, so you mean like they were just doing fronts all along and this was just like the next thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might. Yeah, I that, yeah. But I, I would definitely like to see why the fuck is Echo motivated to, to, to crime? Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. backstories with everybody. Is he dissatisfied with his yeah. lot in life? Is it yeah. just for fun? Is it just so he can have non-puppet yeah. ways of using his voice? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a 73-minute film that we saw here. I mean, you could easily add 20 minutes or a half hour, and it would have explained all of that. Maybe yeah. he's a yeah. cartoon character voice actor doing it for the kicks. He needs more challenge, more roles, because he's been doing like a Mel Blanc thing for so long. He's like, mm. I need a challenge, and he's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What if Mel What if Mel Blanc was actually a con artist <laughs> on the side, and nobody really figured it man out? Man of a thousand was, voices versus man of a thousand faces. Yeah. Go. Because he was so like he was so damn funny that like he would rob a bank, you know, <laughs> like at, you know, like as Bugs Bunny or. Who would rob a bank as Daffy Duck, and it, everybody would be laughing. And all the, and he'd have a gang wearing Looney Tunes masks, yes. you know, instead of president masks. Because <laughs> that's a reference to something. <laughs> and stick him up, Jack. That would be funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I want to know his motivation. It doesn't even have to be much, just that there is motivation. Because if anyone has motivation, it's it's fucking Tweedledee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True, yeah. He's got a temper. But he's dead. So Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate he had to die, but I wanted to see something different. Mm. I got a question. Sure. Who's a better actor, Lon Chaney or Lon Chaney Jr.? Oh, jeez. Oh, we're going to go that route? Yes. I haven't seen much of either's work, so... uh. Well, based on the few films, Lon Chaney. Yes, I have to agree. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and as we mentioned here, a bit, if you're with this, there's a podcast that we're closely associated with uh, from time to time. It keeps coming up, as you must remember this. Uh, Karina Longworth, who uh, is actually a fan of our show, which is really, oh. really awesome, um, who sent us notes and actually was very helpful a couple episodes back. Uh, hopefully she is still listening with this one. And, um, you know, she has this way of delivering, you know, the history and the story of just a very chill tone and is really yeah very soothing and then just really gives a very objective approach towards the material 
but NPR impression. Pretty much, yeah. And then, kind of yeah. And then, you know, like, she came to a point in the last series where they did Bella Lugosi versus um, uh, Boris Karloff and, you know, comparison, comparing and contrasting the two actors for a couple episodes. And Lon Chaney Jr. came up, and it almost was like she broke the character. <laughs> Of what she was doing, it's like Lon Chaney sucks. Lon Chaney Jr. sucks, yeah. and like she couldn't contain her hatred of his acting Ooh. at all. It was wild. Maybe in the yeah. remake, Echo is also living in his famous father's shadow, and I don't know why that drives him to crime, but it does. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I could do something you can't do. Yeah. I can yeah. pull one last scheme and trick people in a way that they would never have been tricked by you, Dad. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. And he still like fails in the end because his dad's better. <laughs> <laughs> no, he fails in like, the oh, end because he has a conscience a yeah. somehow, and, <laughs> or at least he cares enough about Rosie to be like, ah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What else we got here? Ah, uh, that's you know? all I got. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, was it a so good movie? A bad movie? A confusing movie? It was movie? good. It's, it was good. It's, um, I liked it. Yeah. I think it was good. I liked yeah. it. It, it ain't solid perfect, film. but yeah. I, I, I liked it anyways, even yeah. though it's like, what the hell is with this dumb scam? It is. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't really want to see movies that are, you know, the, not a movie has to be perfect. I think even for that period in time that was the talkies were just starting. For what they were trying to figure out, it was actually really good. The movie belongs in a, a dime museum as well. <laughs> True. It's got a True. strange premise. Like, you could see, like, a bunch of, like, you know, beatnik hipsters sitting around a college coffee house watching this. <laughs> and I'd be right in the middle of them, you know, just watching it as well. I think it's a really good crowd flick. And if you're, if you're, Polly. yeah, if I you really, if yours. you, if you really do like films, I would say just really check this out. And also, I'd be interested in seeing remakes of it. Mm, yes. My only yeah. question that I mean, I wonder from the start of the film to now, up until now, is why remake a film five years later if you did. Uh, the Unholy Three and Twenty Five, yeah, and then in Thirty, you're like, well, do it again, but just with audio. I mean, it's just that was my only thing. I can understand why they opted oh, for that, that particular film. Um, I guess a studio wanted to take advantage of his vocal talents. Oh, okay, something like that. Yeah, and besides, is a transition from talkies to, I mean, from silence to talkies. So pe I'm sure people wanted to hear his, what he sounded like. But yeah, I guess he was. Good at vocal stuff, so yeah. there you go. True. What Harold Lloyd film uh, <laughs> would you have liked to heard in talkie form that was silent? Who? Why Harold Lloyd? Just or Charlie Chaplin. Harold Lloyd, the freshman. Yes, that would be cool. I, I think. I think he sounded weird in movies. Uh, I saw did. some, and it's like he did. Yeah. I think it might just be that tinny thirty sound yeah. though. Yeah, I think the freshman would have been really good with it, and Charlie Chaplin. Well, you heard him talk in The Great Dictator. Yeah. Well, and sing. Well, no, I think. you heard it like right yeah. at the end. You heard him. Oh yeah, yeah he was singing in that. Yeah, the uh, yeah the the Great Dictator was an awesome movie, um, and I would say really let's go back to episode one, and I would say Modern Times. Mm. There was some yeah. talking in that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's actually, that's the first movie where you hear Charlie Chaplin talk. Oh, yeah, there was the whole song number. Yeah, yeah, right. it's the, uh, yeah, it was just garbled French. 
in reality. Fake French. Yeah. Le sewer. Le sewer. Yeah. But but Buster Keaton, I don't I don't know. If I'm about just thinking about Buster Keaton too. I don't know about his early talkies, but <laughs> by the time he's an old guy, he sounds fine to me. So I don't yeah. know if it's a sound quality thing or he just looks different enough that it doesn't seem weird that that voice is coming out of his face or yeah. his voice. I don't know. Well, I think at that point, it's a he, proper old man yeah. voice coming out of an old man. He was also he had a lot of he had a lot of troubles in his life, and at that point, you know, things started alcoholic. Very much so, yeah. You know, financial, marital, everything. Whatever it was, uh, I guess he didn't care if that house fell on him. Pretty much. Or something yeah, actually, I, I think that was in one of the biographies. Oh, yeah, he yeah, really didn't like care. Uh, Stunts, everybody. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he didn't really, he didn't really care with that. And I think as an old man, he had his life bored together. And I think he and people yeah, he, started appreciating him. Yeah. Right. And I think it worked. Um, yeah, so nothing else, or nothing, or should we wrap I, this up? Or? I guess we'll wrap it up. Okay. All right, so um, next weekend is uh, the weekend before Christmas already. I really yeah. don't know what to do for, yeah. like, a post-Christmas, but still technically December movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, I Ernest guess. So. Yeah. But it ain't Christmas no more, Yeah. Know? Should we do Ernest Saves Christmas next I, week? I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Okay. I think it did too much. I just kind of miss doing really yeah. old movies. I felt like I we agree. were doing too many. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree. Color yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. It's happened to be one of the movies that is a part of my childhood. So. Die Hard 2 had uh, <laughs> Christmas in it. Um, I, I just wanted yeah. to point that <laughs> out. <laughs> we, we already did a common Christmas movie, though, yeah. which is True. Die Hard. Edward Scissorhands is films around ish oh yeah i've <laughs> <laughs> been afraid to w- uh, that used to be like my favorite movie i'm yeah. just afraid that if i watch it again it'll be like oh god tim burton uh, yeah. i didn't like him anymore after a while because hmm. i got a couple why. ideas i don't know we'll talk about it we'll do here so at least we'll get Mystery here in the middle movie. of the week and write out uh hopefully get a uh commercial together and see what we can do uh, Max, can you get something together? Unless if I if we come by the studio in the middle of the week. Yeah, of course, boss. I'll go ahead and get that done for you easily. All right, man. Thanks. All right, well, folks. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, yeah. motherfuckers! Yeah, ho ho ho! I have a machine gun now. <laughs> no wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be the new Christmas greeting of the future. Ho ho ho! Machine yeah. gun. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, actually, you just wanted. We'll leave it at this with one of the greatest dad jokes of all time. As a friend of mine and fan of the show, uh, one of my bosses, Ivan, uh, we had this management dinner at my job. And, um, you know, we had we had strips of paper. And in order to get, like, the one final gift, what we had to do was we had to, uh, we had this uh, holiday saying on this paper and we had to like not say what it was, but then get the the crowd to guess it. Then we got our final charades? gift. Pretty much like, like charades, kind of. So his was ho ho ho, and he stood up deadpan with a straight face, and he says, "What does Santa Claus call three prostitutes?" <laughs> uh, okay, like, you could talk. Uh, if you yeah. couldn't talk, I'd say mime a pole dance. Yeah, it, it just it was. Pr- 
That's what they do on like ugly sweaters. It was perfect. It was just like, it, but it, the way he said it's so deadpan. So Evan, I know you're listening, man. Thanks for the laugh. Oh, Her. I I found a reference to Conrad Veidt in mm. in Witcher Three. In the DLC, it was a quest, and I was like, oh my god, wait, why are they calling this character that? Is it after the actor? Oh my god, it is, because he was in Around the World in 80 Days, and it was referencing Around the World in 80 Days, so like, yeah, <laughs> there's a dead guy in a video game uh, <laughs> named Conrad Veidt. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay, now, right. you look, like, you got ants in your pants, we got I don't, up. I don't, come on. I just wanted to say ants in your pants, Okay. it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> you sound like that chick from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't know, I don't know that movie. Be good, folks, Merry Christmas, be good, take care of yourselves, but don't be too good. <laughs>